Welcome to Behind the Tin, a podcast that introduces you to the heroic men and women who wear the tin while protecting our community and hearing about the extraordinary things they're doing when their badge is in their locker. We'd like to thank our sponsors, ThoseGuysPrint.com. Those guys, for all your custom apparel needs, visit ThoseGuysPrint.com. I'm Stephen Jay, the good lieutenant. I'm here with Justin, the civilian producer. How are you today, sir? And we are here to talk to you, the listeners, about what Behind the Tin is all about. Absolutely. So Behind the Tin, it came from an idea of a, of a podcast talking about literally how the introduction went, men and women who day-to-day are wearing their badges, protecting mm-hmm. the community, and what they're doing when that badge goes in their locker. Yeah, I think there's a lot of great untold stories that don't get documented and don't get the attention they deserve. I think every time we hear about what a police officer, a firefighter, an EMT, or anybody in that public service is doing, it's usually about them working. Right. And like you just said, I think there's so many stories, whether it's charities, whether it's business, whether it's just helping the community, coaching, so many things that are going on that these men and women are doing that we need to shed light on. Absolutely, yeah. There's definitely just not a a good venue where you hear these stories on a regular basis. There's a big trend of humanizing the badge. And I see these TikTok videos and these Instagram posts of cops and firemen dancing Mm -hmm. while they're in uniform. And, And to me, that doesn't humanize the badge. It's just being silly and making people laugh to a degree. But what they're doing when they take off that costume, that uniform, that hero's uniform, Uh, is extraordinary. Yeah, we've seen a lot of extraordinary things right here in our own community. So one of the people that inspired me most to do this, Justin, and we talked about it, is the founder of Make-A-Wish. Absolutely. Not many people know that the founder of Make-A-Wish was an Arizona Arizona State Trooper by the name of Frank Shankwitz. Now, he came out with this idea of being able to help kids with terminal illness and just put a smile on their face. It started very, very small. Yeah, an incredible organization. An organization that we've been involved in here in the Hudson Valley yep. in many different ways to never say no to a kid's wish. And I'm proud to be to have been a part of that. Um, I'm proud to be a part of a lot of charity organizations that I've been introduced uh, to. And many of the guests they're going to hear from are involved in charities. Yeah, we've already had some great guests that have come on to talk about some of the incredible things they've been doing in the community. And whether it's creating foundations, whether it's just becoming a huge part of a foundation that already exists... Uh, enhancing a foundation. These are things that these men and women are doing off duty. Right. And most of the time, I, I venture to say all the time, they're not doing it for the accolades. Right. Most they're, people don't know. Most people don't know. Um, we happen to know them because we're involved in that that group, uh, that small circle of charity here in the Hudson Valley, right. New York. But these guys, these girls are out there just trying to make their community a little bit better. So the people that are involved in the charities, my hats are off to them. They're they're true heroes, and that's who we're talking about. Then we, we take it to a whole nother level, and we talk about the men and women outside of the job that are getting ready maybe to retire or trying to supplement their income because, mm-hmm. as we know, there's not a lot of money. You mean all service. cops and firefighters aren't rich? Not the ones I know. Oh, okay. Maybe that's uh, somewhere else, <laughs> but not the ones that I know. They're, every cop and every fireman almost have a second job, right? Right. Uh, especially firemen. You know, they, they work that 24 shift, and the next day they're doing contracting work, or they're cleaning bars, or mm-hmm. whatever they may do. Uh, but they most always have a second skill set. And some of these can transcend to other people, maybe people that are listening to this. Right. And maybe we can introduce them to opportunity. Um, trials and tribulations of getting a business started. 
or funding a business right. or, or what have you. Uh, I think that's going to be a really great uh, tool that we're going to be able to give people and share with them other stories sure. about, hey, how did I get this started? How am yeah, I doing side, this? Side hustles always sound like a, like an easy thing to, uh, to do, but once you really dig into it, you realize there's a lot of challenges up front to get that going. Yeah, it's not as easy as I turned the business on and I started making money right. day one. And then there's like two different side hustles, as you say. There's the ones that people grab the skill set from work. Uh, maybe it's a skill that they develop while they were working as a firefighter or a police officer, an EMT, sure. and turn that into a business. And then there's the ones that are just completely uh, off the charts, not related at all. Yeah, they just found something that they connected to, and that's someone they wanted to help, and they just go forward with it, and they do a great job. Yeah, so we're going to talk to many people. Yeah, we've talked to some already, and their stories are incredible. <laughs> some make me laugh. Great, great um, stuff. Some are real serious. Uh, some come out of tragedy, and some come out of you know just a desire to do something uh, when they're a kid. I talk about sports all the time. I'm a big sports analogy guy. And when you got a team together and you're playing sports for that hour and a half to thirty uh, three hours, you're playing that game. Mm-hmm. You're all a team. But as soon as you get to the locker room and you go your separate ways, they're all individuals. And they have different interests. Music, right. for one. Yep. So you have some great musicians on yeah. sports teams, right? You have guys that are intellectuals. Um, guys that just have different skills outside of the reason they're a team. When I was in high school, people were always begging me to find out. The football players especially begging me how to find out how to get into marching band. I'm, I'm really sure special. that is not the case. <laughs> However, uh, you know what the problem is when you, you play football? Uh, the marching band is always playing when you're in the locker room. Right. You right. never actually get to experience it. And then all of a sudden you get into the colleges. Now, scholarships for marching band are just as prevalent as scholarships for sports, right? Oh, sure. Music scholarships are huge. I mean, billions and billions of scholarships go out for, for music-related stuff. So then people get to college, and most kids that go to college don't make the big varsity team at mm-hmm. major universities who have these bands. And then you get to experience that band. And some are incredible. Absolutely, yeah. So I actually admire... You band geeks. <laughs> but uh, but going back to even band, even band members, once they leave that that stage, if you will, they have other things that they're involved in. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure uh, the same goes with sports. I, I can say from a perspective of high school, you, you tend to take those opportunities for granted, right? If you're playing football or you're playing in band, whatever it is, now you're done with college. You, know, you may not have a lot of opportunities now to go play on a football team every week, right? But you were involved in other things. Right. And that usually leads to your career or your choice of curriculum, which you're following. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's always been the interesting thing. You know, I love watching biographies. And most biographies we see are actors or actresses or Mm -hmm. athletes. And it's always what they're doing outside of their profession that interested me. Sure. It made the biography really interesting. Because sometimes it's just how we all connect, right? And you know, people. you know, you know what movie they're in. You know what role they played, and it is. It's it's more exciting to hear the insights and the behind the scenes that you don't get from watching, uh, you know, uh, five minutes of a show uh, in the morning. Yeah. So we're we're taking that approach to police officers, firefighters, EMTs, military people who you know wear that badge per se, uh, wear that tin, and, and we're taking a look at them and how they're doing amazing things. And I'm so excited to do this because. It's endless possibilities for us. Yeah, I think it's going to be really special. So we're, we're looking for more guests. And one of the coolest things is the network. And one of the sayings I have when I'm out there is, your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. 
right? You've probably heard that other places. Oh, yeah. And I yep. love that. Yep. So our network of firefighters and police officers and, and the people in this public service um, always know somebody else who should be a part of this. Right. And and most of them are humbled. We, we sat here and we've talked to, I don't know how many people already. And every time we ask, like, who else, who else should be on our show? They give us like four other names. Like, I can't believe you didn't ask them first. Right. You know, because they're humble. They're like, wow, I'm, I'm a guest. Like, yeah, you know, we admire what you're doing and we want to talk to you about it. Yeah, it's great well, to hear these stories. People want to share them. But they're always like, hey, there's there's other people you need to talk to. Like, why didn't you talk to X, Y, Z? Right. So we're doing that. You know, we're, we're getting out on that social media platform. We have our Facebook. We have our Instagram, um, behindthetin.com. Absolutely. You can visit there. And, and if you have anybody or yourself, you think, hey, I want to share something because I have a skill set. I have a tool. I've been through an experience mm-hmm. that if other people hear, I might give them a benefit. Yeah, maybe it'll help them out. So that's what this is all about. This is all about just exposing those people that put that badge in their locker and do extraordinary things, whether it's business, charity, uh, coaching. Some people just coaching skill sets. You know, I coach football for a little bit. You, you'd be amazed at how much time and effort goes into a high school football team. Right, right, yeah. And but, the similarities probably from your day job too. Sure. So you, you need leader. to get training. You need to go to these courses now in order to be a coach and certified coach. It's a different world we live in. Right, coaching is an experience. You have different people from all over coming together for the sport, mm-hmm. and when you meld those people together for a common goal, you have to have those skills, just like teaching. Right, Justin, the civilian producer, many don't know for who doesn't know, is a music teacher by trade. Yeah, I spent spent quite a few years teaching music. You know, trombones, drums, ukuleles, everything, everything. This guy can play every instrument, <laughs> but his talent. That is being Justin, the civilian producer for us. Love it. And, you know, since I've known you, we've been involved in a lot of charities together. A lot of organizations, but a lot of charities. Yeah, you've gotten me involved in a, in a lot of different things that have really, uh, you know, and again, that's why I'm so passionate about this. It's not something that I was really aware of. It's not something I wasn't not interested in. I just didn't know. Uh, and I, I think we've discussed that too, that there's a lot of people who, who want to get involved and they just don't even know how. They don't even know what the first step is. Who do you call? Who do you reach out to? Who needs help? How do you help? So there's three ways to help. This is beautiful. There's three ways to help. And I was taught this many years ago. There's three T's in charity work. It's time, it's talent, and it's treasure. Right. So those of us who are listening, I say us, I'm not one of them. But those who are listening, they have a lot of treasure, the donations. First and foremost, money runs charities, right? Absolutely. That's how we help the kids, how we help the elderly, how we help the sick, uh, whoever needs help. It's money. Okay, so you have the treasure part of it. And if any if anybody wants to donate or you're looking for a certain organization to donate, every charity that we talk about on this podcast is going to be on our website. Yeah, we'll always be in the show notes. We'll always be on, you know, behindthetin.com. So if you have a you hear a charity uh, that you're interested in or that you say, hey, that my heart follows that one, we're going to have that. And always there will be the availability to donate. So, right. But what about a lot of people don't have a, a ton of disposable income laying around where they can just start throwing it to charities on, on a whim? So how, then we go to time. those people help? They go to time, right? And a lot of charities have a lot of events, have a lot of fundraising. Sometimes it's as easy as lick and stick. Yep. Licking and sticking those envelopes. You know, lick the envelope and stick on the stamp. That That's some time that they can give. Yeah, charities are always looking for volunteers to help do work. And, and it, it's time. Yep. So you don't really need to have the treasure but have the time. Uh, And that's probably the second most important thing when it comes to doing charity work. The third is the talent. Maybe you're an event planner 
Or you've just planned a wedding and have all these uh, networks that you've created. And maybe a charity's looking to put an event together. You have that talent. And I've run, I don't know how many events uh, since I started getting involved in charities when, when I was a kid. Um, that's a talent. Mm-hmm. That's a coordinated chaos. It sure is. And I mean, obviously, nonprofits, especially today, are incredibly challenging to balance the raising of the funds, balance finding out who you can help and how much you can help them. Uh, it's not, not easy stuff. No. And w- one of the things with most organizations is 5% of the people do 90% of the work. Right. Okay. And that's where the talented people come in. Uh, the people that are really organized, the people that have time to 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 really give to the charity, to make the events happen, to plan and organize, that's worth a lot. So those three T's, time, talent, and treasure, when you come to doing charities, is everything. Right. And everybody can usually offer one of those three things to help out. 100%. Without question. So that's the charities we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about that. And every time we talk to somebody about the charity... Again, we're going to put that in our show notes. We're going to put it on our website, probably a, a link on our Facebook. Yep, everywhere we can. have a page, right? So please, this this is all about community, first and foremost. And it's about exposing those people in a good way, <laughs> in a very good way. You don't want me exposing myself. No, we don't want Justin, the civilian producer, exposing himself. <laughs> we'll have to find another producer. Not that easy. <laughs> so we, we're going to put those out there, please. Like, follow those pages as well when they're out there. Subscribe, right? Like, follow, subscribe, as we say. Yeah, those those social media is really a lifeline for a lot of nonprofits today to be able to get their message out and their needs out and what you know how you can help. That's usually a great place to get started. They, they'll always post the information that they have on social media. So if you hear about a charity that interests you, you definitely want to follow them and see how you can get involved. So one of the first charities I was ever involved in is Ryan's Foundation. Mm-hmm. Ryan's Foundation started as a Children's Cancer Foundation, and it really turned into any child with terminal illness and making sure that the family had what they needed to help that child battle that disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I know one of our guests that you're, you're going to hear from is Chip McElroy, uh, and he's the founder of Ryan's Foundation along with his wife, Judy, and his daughter, Trey, and they're going to talk about the battle they had with Ryan and how they started the charity. And I don't want to get too far into it, into it, but there's an organization that just captures people. Right. And what they've done to turn an absolute tragedy into helping so many families with their battle. It's unbelievable. You know, we're going to talk about uh, Angels of Light. Mm-hmm. That's, another a, that's another charity that yep. Justin and I have been involved in together. Um, Lori Decker's the founder of Angels of Light, mm-hmm. who I met through Ryan's Foundation. And there's one that makes sure that no child celebrates the holidays without getting the gifts uh, and the happiness that they deserve who are also battling uh, life-threatening illness, whether it's them or their parent. Right. They come in and they take care of the family. Yeah. And let me tell you, I've delivered Christmas presents to those families. There is no greater joy than to see a kid smile who is just, he's facing death. Yeah, and I can tell you it means the absolute world to the parents. It's just, it's a very humbling experience. Really uh, sets you back in in your emotions to say, hey, here's a kid that's just battling and we're giving him some toys and that's making his day. Yeah, Yeah, it really does make a difference. We're going to talk about Sparrow's Nest, another organization that's near and dear here in Dutchess County in the Hudson Valley and how they help women who are battling cancer just feed their families and themselves. Right. Yeah, cancer affects everybody, every age group, 
male, female, children, adults. You know, we talk about the three T's, time, talent, treasure. Okay, we're going to donate to Sparrow's Nest. It's going to help them buy food. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to donate our time. We're going to help deliver the food. We're going to donate our talent. We're going to make the food. I mean, it's just, there's a perfect example of those three T's. I don't know that I'd be considered a chef. No, but (laughs) but you could definitely chip in. Those mashed potatoes, something to die I got something up my sleeve. Okay. We have uh, Hudson Valley Guns and Hoses, near and dear. You know, a couple of years ago, I was approached to helping with a charity softball game. and uh, bring, we, bring me back to the high school sports, right? You got hockey, you got baseball. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts yeah. of uh, events that Hudson Valley Guns and Hoses is hosting. But you got Ed Fenichel and Jeff Mosman meeting up with the Hudson Valley Renegades. And they're saying, hey, we want to do a, uh, I think it was a rock jock mm-hmm. type of event. And we sat down with uh, Bill Gill of BG Entertainment. We said, how are we going to get some athletes in here and, and some first responders and have a charity softball game? Then all of a sudden it turned to, well, maybe we could do a baseball game and it'd be cops versus firemen and have some athletic guests. Who wins? It's the cops every time. <laughs> Although the firemen are always well-rested. They okay, still don't, okay. they don't bring their A game. <laughs> so that turned into a, uh, a very great competition, um, which like you said, is now not only baseball, there's been softball, there's been hockey, uh, I think cornhole tournaments, yeah. and all a sorts of, of things going on. Uh, that turned in from one game to a full-fledged charity, which is handing out countless uh, number of scholarships uh, to young men and women who are looking to further their education in the public service. Sure. You know, unfortunately, some of the scholarships are named after heroes that have departed. Uh, one that you know uh, knew well. One that I knew very well growing up, uh, Julia McCord. Right. You know, anybody that knew Jules, the spitfire that she was, uh, there's a scholarship in her name. And that's a way that her name and her memory will never die. Yeah, and it, it should never. She was such an incredible woman. Talk about charitable. You know, the, her work with the, the Roy C. Ketchum and John J. Cheerleaders and yeah. the things she did and announcing – you know, talk about if there was a guest that was going to be on this podcast, Jules would have been one of the first ones we would have signed up. Yep. Always upbeat. Um, it was infectious. Besides Jules, there's a number of other scholarships that have been named after the heroes of Hudson Valley. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to stop, um, unfortunately. But also, again, that's a way that their names and their memory never dies. They're, those scholarships are set up to last forever. That's how they set them up. Yeah, and that need is there. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit with the scholarships, about what that means to have a scholarship that is there forever. You know, the goal of these scholarships, right, if you're not familiar with it from a financial viewpoint, is to have a, a, a money set aside in an amount where the interest on an annual basis can ensure that that scholarship can be issued and be awarded year after year after year after year in perpetuity forever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a substantial amount of money to do that. It's not just $1,000 and that's a right. $1,000 scholarship. Yeah. Last I checked, it was about $25,000 to set up a $1,000 scholarship to last forever. Exactly. And that's one of those things that kind of took me back when when I started getting involved with these things. I didn't think about that. You think, oh, I donate $1,000, $1,000 goes to somebody, and now you start again next year. But no, the really good scholarships are ones that are designed to be set up in perpetuity that will be able to award that money forever. And a shout out to the Community Foundations of the Hudson Valley. Because they are an organization that will guide anybody that wants to start a charity, will even host it to a certain degree for them, 
which allows them to benefit from being a 501c3 right. or what have you. But really, they guide. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I mean, you if you yeah, go to just, that just, website. Just like a business, starting a charity is no easy task either. There's a lot of challenges and a lot of paperwork and a lot of things to consider with that too. And it costs money to start a charity. Right. And, yeah, just like starting a business. Yeah, it costs just money, start that takes charity. time. So they're they're a great leader in the community for that. And I, I recognize that, you know, not everyone needs them, but those who do, it's an easy one. Yeah. Just it's fantastic. Google work. Community Foundations of Hudson Valley. Uh, their information is there. All the scholarships that they run um, is available to you. And anybody that's in that college age looking for an extra buck to help themselves pay, go to Community Foundations Hudson Valley. Google them. Go to the website. Look up their scholarships. There's a lot. Yeah. And it's a great. It's great. It really is great. And I think the, the goal, of course, is to move beyond the Hudson Valley. Oh, 100%. Right. I mean, there's incredible things happening in every community, in every corner of the world. And it starts here with us, but I, I hope that we can expand that out and get a lot of new guests and get different ideas and different opinions and see what's working and what's not working. There's so much opportunity with the networking, like you said. Well, we, we've talked about it, right? We, we, Hudson Valley is what we know. It's where I've lived my whole life. You've Me lived too. your whole life. Whole life. Uh, however, our network, as we say, is throughout the country. Yep. I teach. I go to conferences. Uh, I'm involved in a lot of different things that we'll talk about throughout the course of the podcast. Same with you. Yep. So we're going to introduce those people. A lot of the people that we've done interviews are going to do interviews aren't going to be sitting here. We're going to be teleconferencing them in or whatever you call that technology where you bring them in. Yeah, we can zoom them in. Zoom we, them we, in. There's, there's so many ways to communicate with people now. And that's what's so incredible about this medium of podcasting is the ability to so easily connect with such a wide network of people. Say hi to us. You know, when you go to our Facebook page, drop us a message. Say, hey, this is Johnny from Baltimore or Sally from New Brunswick. We'd love to hear where you're from, who's listening. And again, if you have someone in your community that should be recognized, should be highlighted by us here. Yeah, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Let's hear about them. Let's bring them on. Uh, because again, if, if we have this small community of cops and firefighters and, and first responders, there's no reason we can't continue that, make that community a little bit bigger. Uh, but a little more intimate by by sharing. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about, I think. So when does this start? How do people learn more? When are these episodes going to start trickling out? Because I'm totally pumped about this. So we, what we're doing, as we've talked about, is we're dropping four episodes right off the gate. We're dropping four. I call it the binge drop. Wait, you're uh, telling me not, we're not just getting one. Oh, we're no, not no. just getting two, nope. not even three, but Three's if they subscribe me. and follow today, it's going to be four and you four want more episodes at once. Wow. That's an incredible deal. Four and you want more. So if you're listening to this, you know, in 2021, when this is dropping right away, you're going to have four episodes day one. Wow. Get, cause we want you to understand what we're all about. That's a value. I think so. It's free. It's free. It's for me. All you got to do and is I'll click, take three. No, click I'll subscribe take or follow. Four. Subscribe, like, follow. That's what we're asking you That's to do. That's it. And then we're going to drop episodes on the regular. We're not here just to talk and BS. We're here to bring value. Whether it's a great story, a great charity, a great business idea. Sometimes uh, you know, we even we even have talks about financial advice. Mm-hmm. We've had some cops and firemen have done quite well with just oh, yeah. using their deferred comp or their 401k in, in a very smart way. Mm-hmm. So we're going to share those tips. We're going to have them share their tips, and I'm going to be listening intently. So as we talk about these financial planners, if you will, as we talk about these guys and girls that made uh, amazing efforts in charities, as we talk about people who have started businesses and everything in between, 
you know, it's going to be the experiences they've had. I mean, I was a volunteer fireman at 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I became a police officer at 21 years old. Uh, 21 years later, 22 years later, here we are. And all of those years of experience are valuable. Absolutely. In if every anything, kind of thing we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to capture these people. We're going to download their information about what makes them extraordinary. They're already heroes. But now we're going to take that to another level, I think. Yeah, where else can you go and get that type of leadership experience and hear from such great people that have done such incredible things? So we're going to look to do this podcast, and we're going to look to bring everybody together as a small community of those badge wearers. We're going to have merchandise available eventually. We're going to introduce everyone to everyone, and we're going to see where this takes us. One big happy family. I mean, hey, our, our goal is to give you the guests that you want to hear that make your life better, that are interesting. Yep. Because if that's not the case, then why are you listening? It's got to be interesting. Content is everything. So we're excited to introduce Behind the Tin to you. Please like, share, and follow us on our social media, on our Facebook, our Instagram, and certainly go to our website and check us out. Behindthetin.com. Behindthetin.com. You can see a little bit more information about Justin, the civilian producer, myself, Stephen J., the good lieutenant. And until next time, Be safe and take care of one another.